I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickards. Your last name is Rickard? And we are the hosts of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickard. And this is Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast with Jen on the ether. Hi, folks. On the ether here. And our, our <laughs> guest this week is the reasonably befuddled Stephen Root. Thank you so much oh, for no, being here. Oh, no, reasonably is, is, is correct. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, ancient is, is correct. Term. Sure, that's fair. <laughs> yes. That's fair. Um, so, are you Doobie Keebler is my first question. Uh, <laughs> I had to. I, I, I know. Everybody asked that. Do uh, they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I don't think he is. Okay. I don't think he is. All right. Yeah. Okay. But Fine, uh, okay. but you know he's uh, as as an idiot or an idiot savant. You can't believe anything he says. That's also true. Yeah. You know that's yeah. Okay. Now this is your breakdown of the characters. That, yeah, that's, that's what you mine. think. That's what I think. How much time did you take? Like what? Because I don't know what the work of a sitcom actor is. Like how much breaking down of this character did you do, or is it just an overtime thing? No, it was something I brought into Paul. Paul, yeah. Paul will tell you that. That I I just didn't want to be. Mr. Carlson on uh, WKRP. Fair. Mm-hmm. Fair. You know, I didn't want to be that. So I I brought in something a little bent, and then he wrote toward, more towards the bent, even in the rehearsal process. Mm-hmm. As we were uh, auditioning for NBC, he said, okay, yeah, I like going that way. And then he wrote a little something else uh, that was a little more bent. And then by the time we got in the room for that final audition, it was pretty much where he was going to be. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think. <laughs> was it? I mean, were you? I'm just kind of because the the age you went in, like I feel like you were, you were way younger than Jimmy James' actual character. Like, did you? Like, I was not. I was. I was still. Uh, I was young in TV. I'm uh, in TV terms because I didn't really get on camera, either in film or TV, till I was 35. I did mm-hmm. all theater before that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'd only been in, you know. I, I was kind of um, a Bochco boy from 90 to 93 doing all those kind of Bochco shows and mm-hmm. guest star and guest star and guest star. And then I finally got a, a Hearts of the West as a, as a regular. Mm. But that only lasted a season. So I was really had only done a season of a television show at that point. Okay. Really. So I was kind of new and I wasn't... I'd, I'd done sitcoms and kind of knew what they were about, but it was all still... F- on the job training for me mm-hmm. you know as it was for vicky lewis i mean we both right we both had done um uh, home improvement right before that mm-hmm. she had done a recurring on it and i'd done done something so we were we were all guest star people except for phil right who's, you know who was the name in the show was the breakdown for a much older man? I thought I remember hearing that. Yeah, well, yeah, breakdown was for 50s with uh, Mr. Carlson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I was lucky I got in, you know, that Paul would see me. Uh, and then when I got in, he liked what I was I was doing. But I was 10 years younger than he was looking for. Right. Yeah. Where does the the voice and the cadence and all of that come from? It doesn't make any sense. And it. it's one of the things that makes <laughs> it stand so, out so, so much. great. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the bent that I wanted to put in it. Because I was doing a lot of bent. I mean, that's that's my that's my niche in the world. 
it seems. I'd, I'd rather, if there's three ways to say something, I'd rather say it the fourth way mm-hmm. because it's it, otherwise boring <laughs> right? yeah. for me as an actor. And I'd been, what did I do? I'd been doing some movie where I played, oh, what was it? I'd have to look it all up, but but I've been been moving more towards that bent stuff then, and it was just more fun to do uh, than than straight out stuff. I could never. I remember the very first sitcom I did was Roseanne, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what the hell I was doing, and uh, they kept giving me a, a line uh, about she. Uh, had a, been in a car accident and I was her lawyer who was too afraid to go to court <laughs> and, and there and there was some line where the uh, where I kept said nah, it's not funny it should be this and they would go uh, you can't change that <laughs> oh, no. it's like no, I went oh, okay and then every time I would change it to what I wanted to do <laughs> and it's amazing to me now I think back they didn't fucking fire me that's my first thought wow. it's crazy they didn't fire me and by oh, wow. the time that we shot it they went okay <laughs> it's funny but you can't do that <laughs> and that was the opposite of what we were able to do on news radio we could mm. change shit on on the day, on on we would write for each other, and that was the greatest thing Paul let us do. It's funny though, because you're right. coming from stage yeah. where you don't change the words. No, you yeah. never change. But you're the like, words. was it just like, oh, I finally have the freedom. I know that this isn't that precious. Is well, that kind of it. No, no? I, I think I had in my my mind that if you came up with a better line, they would of course use it. Oh, okay, because okay. I was naive <laughs> enough <laughs> in the business to to think that that was true. Wow, and I and we get that freedom on Barry now too. Yeah, because Bill will come in and go, nah, "We're not going to do any of this." What do you want? <laughs> what do you want to say? <laughs> you know, because he's Mister Improv anyway. I never was. That was hard for me. Really, to get you know do more improv than I'm comfortable with because it's just not how I was brought up mm-hmm. in in the business. Okay, well, where's because uh, I know you guys like pitch gags for news radio. Do you remember? Was there any improv that happened? during that or uh well there there i mean dave would pitch stuff all the time mm-hmm. andy would pitch mostly physical stuff of but sometimes some some really funny lines joe would like to write for andy although he couldn't stand him half the time mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and phil would like to do the lines in the script mm-hmm. and put his little marker on he had his little script and he would put markers on each scene and he'd be very prepared unlike every everybody else mm-hmm. uh, and and now to this day i do the same thing with scripts i go okay that's right because then i know where i'm going yeah you know? oh, wow so I, I give uncle phil that do you uh just curious when the like the the first rehearsal and everything uh with news radio i you know it's been a while but like do you know at some point do you remember when you were like the moment you're like this show's gonna work mm. yeah no during the first week you know, it was the first time I ever felt like I was in the cool kid club, you know, <laughs> because Dave was cool. He was mm-hmm. from the coolest, you know, kids in the hall thing, even mm-hmm. though I wasn't really familiar with them then. Uh, I knew who they were and they were cool. Mm-hmm. Phil was cool because he was on Saturday Night Live. Uh, Joe didn't give a shit about anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he had, other than Phil, was making the most money on the show because he'd, ha- he'd had a show right before that. And the rest of us were guest star boys and girls. Um, I forget what I was talking about. But, yeah. 
Yeah, it's oh oh the rehearsal. Yeah, I yeah I knew you knew the first uh, through the first producer read through that it was this was funny. Mm-hmm. I knew this was a perfect character for me. It was a money character for me. I said I could mm-hmm. make money doing this guy till the end of time. I didn't want to because that's that's that I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean I do anything to change it up. Mm-hmm. But I said this for this this is the perfect thing. Everybody was perfect for their roles. The most frightened was uh, Mora. Who thought she wasn't funny? Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, really? She, she was wrong. Yeah. She, so she, funny. She, she was like, I, I, I don't do this. I don't do the funny. Oh, I, so uh, funny. How did I get this job? And she was uh, <laughs> so worried about it the whole time. She was wow, brilliant. Um, but yeah, I think I, I, I felt it the first week, just walking around on the lot, going, "Oh, this is good. <laughs> this is, you know, we could be Thursday night material on NBC." Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Unfortunately, as Paul told you, I'm sure the programmer hated our show and moved it everywhere they could. So right. That never happened. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, I felt it right away. Uh, for, and even from the first read through where Ray Romano was fired mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> off the uh, table read because he didn't have the same rhythms. As That's us. what it was, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we were all. And he go, da, 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 which is why it didn't work with Lovitz. Mm-hmm. Because da, da, da mm-hmm. is Lovitz. Da, 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 and we're dum ba dum ba dum ba dum ba dum. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. do you? This is gonna be another kind of like process thing, but I think it's in the commentaries. Dave Foley talked a lot about subtle over the top. That there was just there's yeah. a lot of that in the oh, show. Oh, absolutely. Well, you, it is. It's also a sitcom. Yeah, sure. So you have to you have to play for two audience. You play for two hundred seat audience, and you play for the camera. Mm-hmm. So subtle, but over the top for the day. It's a it's a weird thing to do. How do you ground Jimmy James though? Because he's also got to be he's, the biggest character. Because he's you, he's got to believe what he everything that he says. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a truth. It's just uh, comedy. Comedy is truth. If you believe what you're saying and mm-hmm. and you're saying something ridiculous, then that's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he believes everything that he says. Fair. Completely. Fair yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. I, Unless he's he, fucking with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But right. then he'll 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 he's a good enough actor to to go. Yeah, I believe this. We revisited an episode today where you and Vicki Lewis are squaring off. Uh, you so want to offer everybody, Jimmy, pardon me, wants to offer everybody stock options, and she wants stock options, but because she asked for it, he's refusing. And there's a moment where you slam your shoe on a table and say, I will bury you. And it is the most intense. I've forgotten that moment because we haven't gotten to that in the, in the sequence uh, that we've been uh, watching them. So, oh, okay. And, and then like right afterwards you make a, well, isn't this really fun? Are you having a good time too, face? And she's still like shocked that yeah, you yeah. did it because the, the, the it was too strong. And uh-huh. she was right. doing really well negotiating up until that right. point with all of the strategies. And then you're like, you're having fun. She's like, And it is a genuinely scary moment that I could see on. Yeah, well, it's it's because that's uh, that's an actor thing. It's like uh, because I do a lot of that, especially now in Barry, and Mm -hmm. when you're doing real shit, you know, you veer away from the guy and go, "Okay, this is the this is the shit," and that's part of that. And I have that in me as an actor. There's a lot of people who who wouldn't go there i think mm-hmm. for that but to me that's that's where you got to go of course sometimes right. to be funny <laughs> you got to go really serious mm-hmm. i don't think it was quite got to that 
point is intensity, but I always remember being a little bit scared of you too, as, as Jimmy James, when uh, somebody said money was bad, you gave this whole big lecture about the Muppets, and you walk out, and then you like walk back, and you said, "Not to mention Kermit the damn Frog." I was like, oh, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things. See, yeah. to me, that I, I remember Kermit the damn Frog. I remember that uh-huh. part of yeah. the, the the thing because I remember saying that. But God, it's 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 been such a long time now to. To go through the uh, the viewing file in your head about these things, mm-hmm. I should I should review the stuff because it was fun. It was good. I was proud of it. Proud of that show. So, are you a person then who doesn't have a problem watching your own stuff? I I'm happy to watch my own stuff once. Okay. And then okay. If you know, I see it again, it's like, why would you have done that, you asshole? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. There's too much. Yeah. No, I can't. I can see it once and go, okay. I see why the editor chose that or whatever. <laughs> but I, if I see it more than that, I'll go, I did it a lot better. They didn't choose that one. Oh, well, on to the next. Mm. Fair. Did you ever, I'm just curious, like, uh, because you have, not to mention, like, all the stage work, but you have 243 IMDb credits, which has got to be. Well, like, you know, <laughs> I, I say to other people, that's kind of misleading, really, because it's, a, you know, I did what 256 King of the Hills, and mm-hmm. that's one credit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, oh, so that's that's, that's kind of misleading. Yeah. You know, you did a hundred news radios, that's a credit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess what there's I'm a lot, it's a lot of different credits, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of different credits, and there's there's a lot of animation in there, and um, but it's yeah, it's it's a lot of different projects. Mm-hmm. But as far as credits, I, I, I guess I don't like that term because it's like, no, nah, I did a lot more than that. Yeah, it makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. H- have you ever, uh, did you ever put any of Jimmy James into another character? I'm sure I do. Okay. I'm sure I do because that's, that's my quote comic timing mm-hmm. is, is that. And that comes from Warner Brothers cartoons mm-hmm. when I was a kid mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and watching all the 30s movies on the, you know, when they had played afternoon movies in the 60s and 70s and it's watching all those character actors from there and stealing from everybody as everybody does Mm -hmm. but that amalgamated my timing into whatever mine is you know dave's is different andy's is different Mm -hmm. uh fortunately for us on that show everybody could be funny with everybody else and that doesn't Mm -hmm happen on all shows even on friends or on, on all of these great shows some people can be funny with some people we could eat all of us could be funny with everyone in the show mm-hmm. i th- i think and that was the strength of the show yeah there was uh it is interesting because uh when you when i've gone back to rewatch a lot of other sitcoms it's like i just feel like yeah news radio had that magic that a lot of the other ones don't uh yeah we thought so too but the programmer didn't <laughs> and he's the guy that puts it on so on uh, the uh, on the the flip side of that though i will say uh five seasons they kept moving you around and you were able to sustain for we, that long. So uh, that's unbelievable yeah. we knew yeah. we, we knew that we were canceled every year Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, I don't know, you maybe you ask Paul this, but that's probably why we had a fantasy episode at the end of each year. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we knew that's the end. That's how it came up, Perfect yeah. way to end it. In mm-hmm. some, yeah. on the moon, or in space, or on a on the Titanic, or whatever. <laughs> uh, cause, uh, what better way to end a season than fantasy? Right. Which I thought was great. 
Is there a fantasy one you would have wanted to do or one that might have been <laughs> tossed about? Because I, I heard rumor of a possible superhero one was one they thought yeah, they were doing. Yeah, I do remember that rumor as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of wish that would have happened. So Because Andy, Andy as a superhero would have been <laughs> just the best thing in the world. Uh, and Joe, obviously, who was, you mm-hmm. know, buff and still is at the time, would have been great. But yeah, yeah, that, I, I, I'll agree with that. I wish that had happened. Fair enough. The... Uh, the you know what sorry that you mentioned might have been off mic but the the fan art was it mm-hmm. the French cartoonist who is that was that what you're thinking oh, of? oh it could be okay okay well I have some information about him Actually, okay I can reveal well, you, it here yeah you can show me and I'll tell you if it's yeah, the same I will one show, that I'm I'll show thinking you what about I, what I have because mm-hmm. Tavy uh, who is a fan of the show and a supporter of the show has, obviously of news radio but of this show too has sent me what she had of his I think it might be the it same might be the same stuff yeah but I'll, I'll show it to you it was because, brilliant stuff well we didn't nobody knew what his real name was because he goes by piano. That is the nickname he went by. <laughs> no kidding. It took me forever, and I uh-huh. I was going to do a whole episode about it, but I'll just say it now. I found him. Uh, he might be lis- he might be a listener now, but I do know who he is. So I've been trying to convince him. Is he still more. an artist? Because he's great. Uh, big time. He owns yeah. his own animation oh, studio. Okay. <laughs> so right. apparently, Wonderful. back then he was well done, son. Well done. <laughs> he animated on like the Goofy movie and stuff in the '90s, and then went up to making what? his own stuff. Sure, that's which is awesome. kinda, yeah, it's remarkable. That's great. Um, he's. I totally lost my... Po- oh, a, there we go. Uh, okay. I read in an interview that uh, Mike Judge is a news radio fan, that, that you said that he was a news radio fan. Yeah, I think he was. I think that's that's why I got into to hit, in with him. Really? But, yeah, he'd, he'd heard that stuff, and he knew I'd done a lot of Southern plays and, mm-hmm. and Southern characters. and uh, Yeah, I think that's why he co- I, I was able to get an audition for that as well. Mm-hmm. Have you run into anybody else you wouldn't have expected to be in news radio or wouldn't expected to bring it up necessarily? Because I, I, I don't know what people would first associate you with because you... Oh, it's always of, office space. Always office space. Yeah, Fair Nine, 99% of the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there's uh, there's people that come up for, for news radio and it surprises me now because it's really... It's available on what Amazon. It's still you, you can, can but buy you have it to pay Amazon. for it, right? You can buy it. And on Crackle, you can stream three seasons of it with really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Nobody knows where the hell it is. No, that's uh, still. Did a Paul problem. ask you? Uh, did I ever say why? It's just kind of in the ether. We don't know in terms been, of streaming. We've been trying to also get them to turn it, get an HD version out there. But hello, you know, be that's beautiful. the easiest yeah. thing to do. Well, it's not Agreed. easy. It costs money. But, it costs money, but, but he has money. <laughs> well, do it, Paul. Paul it's What's on wrong you? with you. Should we just call him right you, now? We do have a segment called you, Better Call Paul. This is your art. You should want it to look good, dude. <laughs> there, I've called him out on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the one thing we want to see. But yeah, I don't, I don't know why the fuck it's so difficult to find. It's annoying. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's my yeah, favorite it's show. Crazy. It was, it was my kid's favorite show when he finally saw it when yeah. he was eleven or twelve. Yeah. So how long after the show had gone off the air? Oh, or was that? you know, three or four years. Three or four years. Oh, okay. Yeah, he didn't. I was, he was going to ask. Okay, so was, did you bring them to the set ever? But they wouldn't remember. I, that, I, I did. I brought him to the set, uh, and he was bored out of his mind, mm-hmm. which it is because you're doing scenes five and six times. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. You already did it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, you're right, and it is boring, but that's how it works. Uh, so, yeah, I, I brought him a couple of times, but then he's a big fan of the show, which is happy. happy. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Well, I like your son even more now. He's um, a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did, Jen, did you have any questions? Because I feel like I, I don't want to overstep you. Oh, um, do you remember what kind of music you were listening to uh, Those during guys that time? mostly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a huge Beatle freak. 
So um, uh, I, I always go back to, you know, British invasion stuff. But, but then I, in late 80s, I got in, no, late 70s, I got into punk because I was in New mm -hmm. York. Mm. and buying punk 45s and I said okay I, this is good this is new because it's it, this music is funny mm -hmm. psycho killer is funny yeah it's fucking great so I got into that for you know three or four years in the early 80s and then it turned into synth and it's like see ya yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't need that um, <laughs> but what I, I actually got introduced to new music through Foley because Foley was obviously younger than I was mm -hmm. and uh, into a lot of interesting Canadian bands and um, you know I uh, even though I missed the replacements he was a big replacement oh, sure. mm -hmm. fan and, and people like that so I, I got introduced to a lot of stuff through Foley but it was it was mostly weird uh, alt alt stuff yeah, and then and then by the early '90s, there's too much, and then I went back to the '60s <laughs> <laughs> because it was all derivative of that. Right. Sure, sure. So I'm gl glad you asked that, Jen, because uh, on Twitter, Dave Foley also mm -hmm. wanted to ask you that, so that's that's been taken off the list there. Uh -huh. oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dave, thank you, thank you, bud. I still <laughs> listen to all that stuff. <laughs> I still uh, have my bare naked ladies albums. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw this, just saw them in concert uh, like three or four months ago. Did you? Nice. They put on a really good show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what's his name still not in the band, though? Stephen mm, Page? He's not. No. Okay. Well, there we go. It was still a really good show. Sure. <laughs> no, I saw them I saw them without him as well. Very good show. Hmm. Um, yeah, uh, if I could, just curious, because you're, so your your parents, project manager and site manager that move kind he of He was a construction the... superintendent for okay. power, steam power plants, so they would only take a year and a half. And to do, and then we off to another one. Oh, wow. uh, so just curious, like, because I know you were influenced by a lot of movies and stuff you saw, but what made you just finally just say, I'm going to go into acting? Nothing. <laughs> I was never going to go into acting. I just got to the University of Florida and not knowing what to do, but I'd been uh, the school photographer, so I was like, I don't know, I'll pick something. Journalism. Let's pick journalism. So I went, did all the, you know, classes you have to do the first two years anyway, and and then uh, I took the acting as an elective and went, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> Loose women. Yes. <laughs> okay. No, no, I just, I, I caught the bug then uh, because they used me. All the student directors would start using me for um, their scenes, you mm. know, and, and, I, and I really dug it. And then within six months, I changed over to, mm. wow. and then I was in the theater department and that was it. That's so interesting to me because yeah. that means you, like all of us, have influences. We, uh, Everybody has a comedy influence whether they use it or not. Sure. Or an acting influence Absolutely. whether they use it or not. And all of a sudden you had a need for that shit that was buried in your psyche. Exactly. That and uh, getting high. Sure. <laughs> Which lets it, it let it out of me. Didn't, you know, I, I can't get high now because I'm too old and it makes me paranoid. Mm -hmm. But back mm -hmm. then it was a very freeing thing and it went, Bleh! you know, and that and that kind of freed me up. Uh, comedically, yeah, uh, and then I came, that was it. That was the greatest. Yeah, and I and I wanted to. I mean, I think the acting is showing off in a little, in mm. a sense. Uh, and then as you become a better actor, you you pull that back. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it was very freeing in the in a college environment to finally just go spla. This is something I want to do. Yeah, yeah, that's remarkable. That's it's great. It's crazy to me is uh, kind of this 
same route as at University of Minnesota, but yeah, I didn't know what I want to do too. I actually got a degree in journalism. It wasn't until my last year that I caught the acting bug. Exactly. So I did it. Now I'm doing it, but after. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, you never know. It's just yeah. life. You know. You know. Do you have, again, it, and I, I appreciate what you said earlier, is that I remember bits and pieces of this and that, but do you have a favorite <laughs> Jimmy line that like maybe does stick with you? I, I think I think as, as the years have gone by, I kind of agree with the people who I talked to news radio about, which is the the monkey donkey. The, the, sure. <laughs> that stuff mm -hmm. was, was really the most fun to do mm. because it was such a well-written episode that was that and strangely the fifth season which was not a good season but the the stuff in the jail with andy oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah the db cooper stuff was was really fun for me to do because i kind of rededicated myself to the show because mm. phil was gone i said well mm. gotta really try harder here right so that was my favorite. That and the, yeah, a lot of favorites. I mean, that's your it's only crit. arc on the whole show, right? Yeah. Like, that's the only arc. Other, other than loosely the, the wife candidate search. Right. Which right. is a that's loose true. arc. But loose this is arc. just a long arc. This, yeah. And this is, uh, I yeah. don't know, it is one. Like, weirdly, again, from season five, which I still think is a good season, mm. but it is my favorite part of it is that whole arc. Because, again, it does yeah, something that was, new. It rejuvenates. Yeah. And it was, personally for me, like I said, it was a, a rededication of, well, if we're going to do this show, let's. Let's get back into what made it good. Yeah. Know? So, I, I will say, uh, season five. In addition to that, like one of my favorite things was uh, you and Dave Foley in the office when he had the white noise machine. You guys kept finishing each other's sentences back and forth. I don't know if you remember. Don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> don't remember it. It's but I'm sure that it was. Uh, I, I love doing that with Dave. <laughs> I love. I think, to me, I don't know if I've said this before somewhere, but I think Dave had the greatest arc on the show mm. to the innocent boy coming yes. into the thing to the end where he's completely defeated with Andy underneath his desk. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. like, uh, he, well, Dave had the greatest acting arc to go through in the mm -hmm. show and he did it beautifully. Yeah. We, we were talking, he kind of ends up a little bit like Ed from the pilot who he's replacing. Uh -huh. who he's yeah, like absolutely. <laughs> he does. Yeah, yeah. He, he does the whole, whole circle and, and, I mean, the writers have told me in this show, it's like we, we were too young to protect your characters very well by the end of the show mm -hmm. and went, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but Dave was protected. Dave, I think Dave's character was protected because he had the greatest fulfilling arc on the show, right. I feel, oh, from yeah. the beginning to end. Well, we used to do a segment on this show for the first four seasons called The Real Deal with Bill McNeil because there was so much weird shit in in Phil's yeah. character's backstory. Mm -hmm. And then now we're left with Dave because yeah. that exact reason. We're like, let's start picking apart his arc and watch him slowly degrade yeah. as a it, human. It's, <laughs> it, that, that's exactly what happens to him. I'm just so documenting good. He becomes downfall. a person of the real world uh -huh. by the end of the last show. Like, it's just life is a shit show. Yeah, everybody else is left to, to go... survive it. They all go off and live in the rest of the cartoon that the show has kind of become. And right. he's, he's kind of stuck. Yeah, uh, yeah it's beautiful. Um... Wait, I feel like you had a question related to something we just talked about, and I have totally... We discussed it earlier. I'm an idiot. I'm throwing you under the bus on accident. That's right. I, well, I'm going to bring this up. It's not to do with that. Go but, ahead. Uh, uh, Stephanie Erb, who oh, was guest... Great. Yeah. Love Stephanie. Yeah. She wanted to... She made a point for us to tell you that uh, you were so fun to work with. Oh, please write back to her. She's She was tremendous. Really enjoyed her so much. She's a really good actor. 
I'll yeah. thank her again for helping us get Paul Sims on the show. Because, oh, really? Uh, yep, she, yep, yeah. yep, that's how that happened. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we've had a lot of people on the show who had like a couple lines on the show, period. Uh-huh. And it's kind of fun to talk to them and see if they have any perspective on mm-hmm. the show. Uh-huh. And weirdly enough, most of them do. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it stands out. Like, and I don't think they're blowing smoke just because we're sitting down with no, them for an hour. I, they they I, genuinely I, seem genuinely to love it. I liked it, yeah. I think it affected, affected a lot of people, and that's, that's why I was proud of the show. Proud to be in it. Yeah. Proud, I thought it was good. Do you remember any of your, your lines as a Klingon? <laughs> <laughs> I remember them actually saying that, that I had to make up one. What? And, and, and I, yep. In Klingon? In Klingon. What? I know. It's like sacrilege. <laughs> it's like, this. oh, no, no. These are all very scripted. It's like, no. He said, just say, or something. I don't know what it was. But he said, make that, make that response. Just make it up. <laughs> I, and which is great for me because that was one of my, that was my biggest guest star at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's huge to be on that show. Of I was course. a huge Trek fan. I want to see the one tricky that's watching it. Like, wait a minute, that was gibberish. What he just said, <laughs> it was. There was one one response that was completely gibberish, and I I, I thought I made up a very good word. <laughs> I don't what it was. <laughs> I wonder if it's in du- Duolingo now because they teach Klingon or they're working on it. As oh, a that's beta right. I'm yes. sure they are. Where you can learn Klingon. So well, that's the hard. That was the hardest part because back then you had to have denture, there oh, denture right, huh. stuff. Hell, that was where all my Shakespeare came through, so I could speak clearly uh-huh. <laughs> over those frickin' dentures. Oh, my God. <laughs> Horrible. I'm looking through fan questions. We have a few fan questions. Go for but it. continue yeah. as, as I look through them, because I'll see if uh, any of these are too crazy. Um, well, I, I did notice uh, uh, there was an episode or two where they made Jimmy James a diehard Gators fan. I'm a, oh, yeah. A, well, that Paul did ask me. He said, what, where did you go? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, what, do you, what do you want to make this? I said, oh, well. I have the answer for you. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was Paul actually asking me where I wanted to go with that. Great. So, um, let's see. Oh, you know what? This is this is uh, one. This is from uh, Golden Lockhart. Is the name of somebody who's actually been very helpful and very uh, mm-hmm. uh, done done uh, sent in a lot of questions before I think as well. Uh, but ask at the end of the episode station sale, which is where you're going to sell the station, and Beth convinces you not to. Okay. It's like one of the first times the show gets sincere and emotional because it's at season two, right? Early season two. Uh, okay. Do you remember if you got emotional while giving Jimmy's speech? These people mean the world to me, et cetera, et cetera. Because you do kind of break, and it's very emotional. But, but no, I think that's that was just that was within the lines. It was just yeah. a well-written scene, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. That, and and hopefully, uh, you just play it truthfully, and he 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 would be emotional about that very much. So, I mean, you want to see that side of a complicated character as well yeah that's uh i'm sure i did get emotional but uh it, it's it was all within the lines because it was well written for sure mm-hmm. yeah uh let's see i'm, I'm looking also through the voicemails we got so just oh, that's all right. you get a dip um otherwise i'll be a bad actor <laughs> <laughs> did you uh i'm just curious with with, with jimmy james i know with the 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 bentness that you always look for for these uh characters like did you base him off of any billionaires you might have encountered or anything like that? I just no, wanted. but I I always got that question from radio when I would do radio, you know, the radio tours mm-hmm. when I when I was doing the show. They say our guy is this guy. You, oh, did wow. you get him from this guy? And I went no, no. And he said, uh, and I had that ten times. I would go on and say, this is our station manager. This mm-hmm. is the guy. You got him <laughs> off of him, right? And I went no, no, <laughs> oh, my but. God. Uh, um, 
he was he was like any other middle management guy mm-hmm. who was too serious but I, I wouldn't want to play that straight because that's boring right mm-hmm. uh, you'd want to play that he was really brilliant or just not brilliant at all and that's that was that was what we tried to keep and I think we lost a little later on in the show but that's what we tried to keep in the first couple of three years of it they write a lot of self-awareness into the character. I mean, there's literally a line where say, I don't know if you noticed, Dave, most of the stuff I do is crazy as hell. Like, I, like <laughs> why do you think he's, what do those moments of self-awareness mean? Because they're not, they're not necessarily typical. But I don't know, maybe he's always self-aware and he just feels free to act like an idiot. I don't know. I think that's it. Okay. He's a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't matter to him. Yeah. And he's going to say what he's going to say, whatever. But he's, and, and, I, and uh, there's a good 30% uh, of him fucking with you all the time. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a good 30% where he is a clueless motherfucker. He mm. just doesn't know what he's talking <laughs> mm. about. Uh-huh. So you don't know which is which, and that was what was great fun about playing. Yeah. I always keep him guessing. Yeah. <laughs> Did you keep any props from the show? I always have to ask Yeah, I had that. the Jimmy for president. Yes. Jimmy for president. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, I have the the original of the book cover that they used to print oh, the book that's cover. So yes. good. That. That is. That's uh, one I. I, I have a news radio, transistor radio, uh-huh. which I, I'm not oh, sure wow. whether was that was a gift from Paul or somebody else, but mm-hmm. yeah, it has the yeah, it's a little tra- trans transistor meaning battery powered this mm-hmm. big radio. Yeah. Um, I have that. I had a news radio watch, but a uh, uh, a girlfriend stole it from me and. Well, yeah. <laughs> and and won't say that she did. <laughs> um, but, uh, that's okay. I, I missed that watch. It was a great watch. Um, did you take anything under the table that nobody knew about? That's a <laughs> <laughs> Five years is the statute of limitations. Oh, yeah, you know exactly. what? Our, 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 our script supervisor, Robert Spina, <laughs> gave me Joe's, what was that, electronic... Thing that Joe had the Gorelli 5000. The Gorelli 5000. You have wow. that. That's amazing. Wow. I have the Gorelli 5000. Because he sent me a photo of it, or I, I think he posted a photo. Yeah. And that that's amazing. Yeah. Would you like it? I mean, of course. Okay. But, well, but we'll see if we can get it to you. <laughs> it's just taken up room in my house. I mean, the answer's not over like yes. a fireplace or anything I like can't, that. Well, I don't know whether I still have it. I had it 20 years ago. <laughs> Might be still under the house somewhere. But yes, I did take that. I love that. Robert That's gave great. Me that. Amazing. Yeah. Um, that's all I can think of at the moment. <laughs> I just always, it's always, you always kind of want to know. Um, Do you have any um, of your own idea of if, if Jimmy, like we're around right now, uh, what he would possibly be doing? Mm, well, as a billionaire, he could have been doing anything. Um, hmm. We've had a few financial. Well, I'm hoping that he didn't turn into <laughs> Roger Ailes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my hope. <laughs> uh, but I don't think he was that guy. So, uh, gosh, I don't know. Can you think yeah. of a, a? I I would think it would be some kind of he would be, you know, head of SpaceX instead. Of, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, okay, that would be like my this. guess. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. That I like Jimmy this a would lot. go towards that. What do you think he would want to launch into space? Ooh, <laughs> please, that is. Ooh, Jimmy launch into space. Matthew, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> 
Oh gosh, I don't know. But yeah, I think something like that. Something, some crazed uh, thing like that. It's not crazed, actually. I hope that works. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> is there uh, is there anybody now you think you would have a, on a wife candidate list now? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think Jimmy would like. I think they would. She's tough enough for oh, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. she would mm. bullshit. Let's go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, who else? Um, he'd maybe, probably call do, her by a character name, though, right? He yeah, wouldn't maybe, know her real name. That's true. He that, wouldn't, that he wouldn't know. I like that Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, get me, <laughs> give me a date with the Black Widow <laughs> or Charlize Theron, maybe. You know, but the <laughs> strong women, right? Strong right. women. He would want. He would gravitate towards, and they would go, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have a lengthy question, so I apologize. It's going to sound like I'm reading because I'm reading. But um, talk a little bit what it was like uh, to find a director who worked best with you as a group. Because I kind of oh, Tom, yeah, Tom, yeah. Well, Tom was at, at the you know we had a lot of them in the first couple of years that, mm -hmm. that tried to put their stamp on the show. And uh -huh. Unfortunately, by the end of the week, they they would lose that idea and go, uh -huh. "No, we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're not going to put your stamp on the show. We're going to leave it as Paul's show." Um, but Tom, Tom Sharonis, Sharonis yeah. uh, was the most easygoing and I think got us as personalities mm -hmm. because we were all very different personalities. Um, could handle Andy and Joe together. Could handle Phil. Could uh, me. I was boring, so he didn't have to handle me. <laughs> <laughs> me and Vicky were were like, well, whatever. <laughs> Let's go write something funny. That's fine. Um, but I think he was able to handle all those personalities better than anybody else because he was Southern, mm -hmm. laid back. Yeah. Uh, and there were maybe two times that he would just, he exploded and said, you all are fucking assholes. I'm leaving. And he would leave and then he'd come back in oh. half hour. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. He'll tell you that. <laughs> I can't stand you. Oh, okay. All right. Let's go. We asked um, the wrong questions when we interviewed. We did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The wrong oh, yeah. Did they ever make you super crazy? <laughs> oh yeah, we did. Sure. I think the reason I'm curious about it is because I feel like on certain shows you couldn't get away with saying hi. Um, you need to work in our way necessarily, but you guys had the confidence to be like, no, this is this is how the show. This goes. is how it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we had one time we had to do that for Paul too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Paul and there's. We would make a lot of suggestions just for the good of the show, for going for the gold, like I do in Barry now. Mm -hmm. Everybody on that show is like, uh, phone page, throw it in. Good, let's go. Mm -hmm. Don't care, egoless. Mm -hmm. And we were all pretty much like that. And then at some point, Paul resisted us a little bit, saying, look, I, I wrote this, you should say it. Yeah. And uh, and we all went, okay. <laughs> and, yeah. and we did a week we week of not giving them anything really <laughs> said, nope okay we'll say all these things and we got to the first scene the first and, and it blew dead dogs it was awful and he came running out and said okay 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 <laughs> let's fix it <laughs> one time one time we we resisted him he resisted us and then we all came back together and it was collaborative Right. I can only imagine being him, though, being, what, 30 when he starts the show and yeah. thinking he's got, I, you know, not an ego, but like, no, I've got my shit figured out. I've got oh, my own sure. show here. Yeah, but I'm then... from a big college. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Paul, I'm not the one doing the Paul, impression. No, no, Stephen Paul, you're, you're six fucking years old. Shut up. <laughs> He's now, now he's an old man with children, as we all are. 
these views do not express the views that dispatchers report <laughs> Austin. I love Paul. Of course you do. But but uh, they they, this is what we want. they came they came through sometimes as you know the hoity-toity college kids mm. to beat them down sometimes. Mm. We, had to beat, we had to beat we had to beat Phil down in the first season. Yeah, because Phil came from. Don't you know? You had your own shit, and you tried to get it mm, on. Yeah. That was the thing there, and we go, no, Phil, we just we we're trying to go for the good. Uh, mm-hmm. This is not a competition. Uh, this is not a competition, right. and it was a competition with him because that's what he came from. Sure. And it took a long time for him to go. Oh, you really just want to make it better? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Uh, for a brilliant ensemble, let's be one. Yeah. Right. You know, and it took, a, but he got into it finally. But he'd come from a different, complete background yeah. of, of you fought tooth and nail and yeah. you didn't let anybody take your shit. And you, you know. Yeah. So. Do you have a concept? This is brought up so often uh, about Phil. I will say, uh, I actually think the same thing about you, which is give them a line and they can make any line and they can make it funny. Do you know what that mm. is? I, I hate because like calling it an it factor or whatever doesn't seem to examine it well enough. Do you have a concept of what it is? No, I, th- I think it's either you have an innate sense of timing mm-hmm. as an actor or you don't. You think it's all down to time? I, okay. I think it's no. I think it's I think it's uh, that's that's part of the natural thing of you as a human. I mean, and and your upbringing, what you like. I said, you know, I'm I'm probably a product of Warner Brothers cartoons and mm. Chuck. Chuck uh, Chuck Jones Chuck Jones's mm-hmm. direction mm-hmm. because it was like that's true that's perfect you know and then and that's and and you can either do that or not right and I could back it up with my timing and and so could everybody on that show yeah because they had they had come through some kind of some kind of comedic upbringing where they absorbed it all and did it but if if you don't I think if you don't naturally have it, then you don't, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll say that's, there's nothing you can do about that. Right. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm always curious what people think about it because a lot of people just say, I don't know what it is. I don't, but you, you gave us a more succinct uh, That's idea. That's all I can think of. I think so. I think you're right. Uh, have you ever, were you able to use... Uh, any of your characters to maybe get out of a parking ticket or anything? Just, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. no, never. Because uh, because I'm the I'm a character actor and I don't look like mostly the guys that I right. play. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm just another schlub on the road. <laughs> yeah. No, I never tried to get anything through through that. No. Do you have any more questions, Jen? Um. Now they're asking. I'm me. sorry. Yeah. Right. Then you completely lose lose no, what you're going to ask. Right. <laughs> do you we might have covered do you have a, a favorite episode that sticks out in your mind mm. and no worries if you don't because i know it's no no probably the monkey the doggy monkey though whatever oh, that's right yeah like, probably sure. that that is my favorite episode but like i say the arc mm. uh, was it would be my favorite arc mm-hmm. so i got to work with and 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 i just loved working with andy andy physically he was just such a <laughs> brilliant physical comedian yeah. him and um uh, seinfeld um uh, Richard, Michael Richards, Michael Richards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I did one Seinfeld um, that, uh, and I worked with Michael, and he, it was in a bank, and we he did a whole thing, uh, a physical bit where he got tangled up in the velvet rope leading to the tellers. Mm-hmm. Never made it to air, but it was one of the most brilliant things I ever saw, That's and it reminded me of Andy. 
Um, so it's like working with physical comedian. Did, uh, have you ever almost like broke on camera, like laughing? Oh yeah, I think all of us broke. <laughs> <laughs> all of us broke. Uh, but the least broke person probably was Mora. Really, mm. she was probably the best straight person in it. That's her. I mean, that's it's, that's gold. I love thinking you can't do comedy when you have the ability to not. Break. Oh, she because she has yeah. timing of death. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. she has timing of death, but she didn't trust it. Yeah, she, she obviously does, you know, a lot of dramatic work, but she's funny. Yeah, yeah. she really she's is. So funny, remarkably. Funny. And she was as fast as Foley. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. they were, oh yeah, and they're both twice as fast as I was, and they could really keep up with each other. I thought. I think I don't. I don't. Until we revisited the show, I don't think we realized like how uh, hilariously toxic their relationship actually oh, was. Uh, on the show. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think Paul probably told you that, that he wanted to get that out of the way in the second episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We slept with each other and didn't, didn't want to friends it out. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad. Glad because that's. It holds up that way. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. It holds up that way. Uh, there, there. There's been too many other shows that with the will they, won't they kind yeah. of thing, and it's yeah enough. No, just go right to us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was uh, that was the brilliance of Paul. He was like, yeah, that's right. Let's go. Do you know if the plan to make uh, Beth Jimmy's protege was something that came as a result of your relationship, just the two of you, your actual relationship as people? Like, was there something mm. about that? But they're probably, they probably writers wrote to that because we were very fond of each other. And she, uh, she, she always felt like a little sister to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause she had, she had a, she had, she had a hard, she had a hard time on that show, mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, of of outside influences. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. uh, Some of those and, came and, up when we interviewed. And, yeah, and yeah. and and I think, being on the show, was a nice release for her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I felt very protective of her. That makes sense. Yeah. Because I think that's probably my favorite relationship on the whole show. Because I would like to think if there were a season six. The idea that she'd probably almost be head of your company by now. Yeah, you know what I mean. That would have yeah. been great. Yeah, <laughs> or that she ended up, yeah, running everything, mm -hmm. and I and I would go fishing, but I'd get bored in a day. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, <laughs> and and be back. Right. You know, like playing Battleship, like I did early in the season. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we sort of want to go on vacation. We have to ask everybody: Would you do season six? So I'm just asking: Would you do season six if it if it became a thing somehow? I don't think we can without Phil. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I don't think it's possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, we didn't feel like five was. You know, we all wanted a job. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, but that to me that wasn't news radio. Mm -hmm. It was news radio ish, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it wasn't really news radio without Phil. So yeah, what I do, you know, what would be fun? It would be fun to do a movie, uh -huh. not a series. Okay, mm. I see. Yeah, could maybe do that. More your style. No, I just think it wouldn't support would suit it. it. Okay, that's what I, don't, you're I don't think it would support it. Uh, and Joe's too busy. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. Every time I'm thinking, Joe's like, too busy huh? interviewing everyone on the everyone on the, getting them high. Also, uh, yeah, getting, getting uh, our Joe has become Jimmy the James smartest Harvey. man in the world. It's, I mean, he's interviewing really interesting people. Really, really interesting. He got our own Jimmy James high. He got Elon Musk high. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It's on. unbelievable. Uh -huh. <laughs> Did you get? Have you interviewed Candy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How's she doing? I haven't seen her in a while. Well, she's yeah. She, yeah. she was 
She's done all so incredible sweet. work since that show. It's oh, yeah. Amazing dramatic work. Yeah. She I was also willing to let us dive back into her days on A Different World and other stuff where we oh, yeah. real far back. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She got to great. dance on that oh, show. Oh, yeah, she danced on it. It was remarkable. Well, watching her dance is amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. What a, it's a triple threat. Like Vicky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just saw Vicky in, uh, what, last year in... Uh, uh, Anas- Anastasia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who and she's unbelievable on stage. I don't mm. doubt it. Oh. I need to see that someday. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, she was amazing in it. She's really a triple that dancer. She's so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her her personality fits stage really well. Really does cuz she can do it all. Yeah. Am I just an old man thinking that like the whole idea of a triple threat existing and getting onto a sitcom is a rare thing now? Because it does feel like people. It used to be an old thing. We're like, oh, you you have this talent. Now we'll put you on TV or we'll put mm-hmm. you in movies. Yeah, well, it's that's... a lot easier now to get in this stuff if you just have a look or you're on YouTube. Well, <laughs> my yeah. bitterness is showing through. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, the, the the problem is that everything is pretty much stunt cast these days. Sure. And it started then. It started in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, if you have a name, then you can get cast. If you don't, rare that you do. Uh-huh. And 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 what scares me is that you're not there. Where where's the next generation going to come from if you don't give them something to do? Uh-huh. Don't yeah. give them a juicy role to you know all these all these really good actors that you're you know character you see now all started out as guest star people on great shows mm-hmm. with juicy roles, which they don't give them anymore. They only give it to names. And so where's the next generation going to get the experience mm-hmm. to be, become whatever, right. you know, a really amazing actor? And they're not giving people chances to do that, although they're there. There's many yeah. great actors, but I, I blame producers and casting directors for that. It's like, well, I, more producers because they tell casting directors, get me a name or... And, and that person is not necessarily right for the role. Yeah. Whereas right. if you had a session and had me come in for you know, uh, uh, where's where's the me's going to come from if you don't give them the chance to do that? Right. You know, that's reasonable. Yeah, so I, it makes me a little crazy. I want to skip way back to the beginning, and I meant to ask you at the, be- uh, the beginning of this about the audition. The types of people who mm-hmm. showed up were they all just a bunch of older dudes, or was there anybody else around? They were mostly older age? dudes. Okay. Yeah, they were mostly fifties dudes. Mm-hmm. I was forty what, forty one or forty two mm-hmm. at the time. Right. Yeah, they're mostly that. But that's what he was looking for. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I feel very lucky that I got in and and made him laugh, and then we went on from there with Jimmy. Oh, I mean, Jimmy Burroughs also said, yeah, let's go in this direction. Okay. So it was the both of them said, yeah, that's that's weird. Let's go that way. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. uh, so you got to give Jimmy a lot of that. I yeah. mean, you got to give Jimmy a lot of credit for the, for the look of the show for the first six shows he sure. directed. Yeah. And he, that's that's what we wanted to be, was a Jimmy B show mm-hmm. forever. Of course, he had to go because he's doing 80 other things. Right. But that's, he set the tone of the show mm-hmm. and what we wanted to do. Was it partially him that had that, kept the floor open so that you guys could just yeah. wander the fuck around? I can remember one show, maybe towards the end of the first season, that we did not have a last scene for. Uh-huh. The audience was in. <laughs> they uh-huh. were over there. Uh-huh. We did we and it didn't work. And and Jimmy, what do you? All right, what would you say? Da da da. What would you say? Da da da. What would you say? Da. And we wrote it as we right before wow. we did it. We wrote it right there, and it was one of the best scenes in the show. Jesus! Wow. Yeah. And that, that was one of the last. It might have been the last 
five or six on the first season, mm-hmm. fifth or sixth show. Yeah, and that was Jimmy going. This doesn't work. We got to we got to do something to work. So give him the credit for that. That's nuts, though. Yeah, wow. it was it was nuts. It was Gonzo Gonzo Theater. Because mm-hmm. I remember saying. This is Gonzo Theater. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All I'd probably, Jimmy probably go, blah, 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 whatever I say. Uh-huh. And it was a blast to do. Blast to do. What improv experience did you have? Do you Zero. Have? No. Yeah. <laughs> None. Yeah. Scares me. But in that, I had my character. I know I wasn't creating a character. Right. I'd already done five shows of it, so I know where I was going. So that's the thing that would throw you in. Yeah. Improv, oh, is like, yeah. I don't I, have the character. I don't ready have to the go. character. Okay. Yeah. No. It's okay. and it's still. It's you know. It's still. Even though we do it on Barry a lot, and I know the guy, uh, but it's still scary because that did not come from that background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas Bill can, you know, step in and do it because that's what he did, does. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, a lot of people now are coming up through improv, which I also think is a great idea. I uh, just wish they'd use them. Mm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just curious, uh, was there. Was there an episode that either got pitched or or an arc for Jimmy that you wish would have come to fruition that we never did? Mm. Well, as uh, I'll say this, as as the show went along, third and fourth season, they became less protective of Jimmy. And Jimmy, they made him stupider and stupider and stupider. And I was so against it. I went in again, and said, "No, this guy's an idiot, idiot savant, brilliant." Mm-hmm. And they would go, "Yeah, but the joke." And it's like. Yeah, but uh, you know, so I and and they did to their credit say later, yeah, you're right. There's you know, we didn't protect you. Should have been, he should we shouldn't have dumbed him down to the point that we did. You know, I played it the right. best I could do, but uh, yeah. I, I didn't internally agree with the way that was going. Mm. So I don't really have a, I I don't know because he wasn't the same guy in the first season that he was in the fourth season. Right. He they dumbed him down a little bit. It's it's crazy though to you still have to work to keep him grounded while that's right. happening. While exactly. you don't agree with what's while, happening. Yeah, while while you're making him dumber and more broad, he still has to be based in reality or it's not funny. Yeah. Right. So wow. Wow, it's a challenge. Yeah. Well, for the for the record, all five seasons we love I mean there, there are so many people who responded to you coming on the show oh, uh, nice. positively. Yeah. And nice. it obviously made a huge deal to us. Um you just well, want my Gorelli 5000. <laughs> well, I mean... Yeah. I mean, that, no. <laughs> That's well, the only yeah. reason. That's the you didn't only. have to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair, I mentioned a photo of it. Uh, <laughs> did you? Yes. Uh, the only thing I wanted to say, uh, uh, just real quickly, uh, the reason that this... I don't know if you knew how this the podcast came about is uh, Jason and I, we, we were on a show together, uh, a, a stage show, uh-huh. and backstage... <clears throat> I don't remember. One of us quoted news radio, and someone was like, "Oh my god!" And then we started like riffing off of that, and then somebody else in the cast. So like, about fifty percent of the cast were like obsessed with that show, and it just kind of came about from that. So. Yeah, because we didn't expect. We thought we were yeah. the only idiot nerds who loved this show. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. No, I think there's a lot of people who loved it. It it it's, it was like same thing with Office Space. It was not. It was nothing. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then it went. Then DVDs hit, and then it was something. You know. So I think it, it was a word of mouth thing. 
I did see Office about. Space in theaters. I will say that. Well, you're so one they, of the four. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> the four people. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess, guys, hashtag five seasons in a movie. That's what we should just Let's say. Just news radio movie. I'm down with a news radio <laughs> movie. News radio okay. movie would be great. Wouldn't you love to see where yeah. Dave is? I would love yeah. to see okay. where everybody is. I did say that my fantasy was that he's still in New York, sitting at his desk twenty years later, <laughs> just trying to decide whether or not he's going to go to New Hampshire. Uh, well, but yeah, I, love, I do really want to see. I yeah. love the Jimmy James SpaceX thing. That would yeah, be. no, I do too. I think that's like perfect. <laughs> that would yes. be that would be good. I mean, that would be that, that would be a good good way to go. He already faked going into space. Now he's <laughs> that's doing right. it for right. real. Um, right, it's true. We did the the space thing. Go really go do it. Really put Matthew in space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put Andy in space. I love it. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank sure. you so thank much. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Is there something coming up you'd like to promote? Uh, I mean, Man in the High Castle season four starts next week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's uh, that was really fun to do. I had a good time doing that that show, and it's they spent a lot of money on that show to make that show look good. The production oh, yeah. design on that oh. show is astonishing. Upsettingly, absolutely astonishing. Um, you have a prison arc on that show too, so I do, <laughs> I do. You'll see me in overalls again. <laughs> they won't be, they won't be orange, but uh, yeah. So that's coming up. I, I've got a couple of movies coming out. Um, I'm in the bombshell movie um, oh. coming out. I've got uh, a, a great movie that uh, John Abnett directed a couple of years ago. That's finally coming out. It's called Three Christs. Uh huh. Where um, in the fifties came from an actual uh, thing in the fifties where a guy in a, a head of an institution uh, took three guys who thought they were Jesus Christ and, and instead of electroshocking them he said let's put them in a room and have them talk it out. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> really? No, really? Wow! Yeah. That's and the three the three well? guys are Bradley Whitford, um, oh wow, uh, uh, Peter Dinklage, uh-huh. and Walton Goggins. Wow. wow. As the three patients, and they're freaking phenomenal. Wow. So that's coming out uh, December, maybe. Wow. So okay. it's called Three Christ. That, that'd be good. I did a movie called Seaberg, which is about uh, Gene Seaberg, the wife mm-hmm. of the actress Gene Seaberg. Mm-hmm. That's coming out December, January, sometime. I don't know. So plenty of stuff, plenty of things. And I'm working on, uh, for HBO, I'm right, right now working on. Uh, Perry Mason, which is kind of a, oh. a prequel to the '50s show. What really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, with um, Matthew Reese as Perry Mason. Uh huh. But in this H episode arc, he starts as he's still an investigator about to turn into a lawyer. Oh. And, wow. And that's what's happening in that. It's great. That's really, exciting. Tatiana Maslany plays a holy roller. Oh. Um, oh, love her so much. John uh, um, Lithgow plays the defense attorney. I oh. play the the wow. DA. Just brilliant people in it. Wow. So we're we're shooting that now. So that's that, remarkable. That's for next year, folks. You don't think about it. You <laughs> can also revisit Barry till then, please. Yes, and yes. we will revisit Barry. I think we're going to shoot in Mar- February, March, something like that. We'll do season three. Uh, nice. So lots of stuff. Apparently, lots yeah. of stuff. You're not wrong. I'm tired thinking about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you have time. <laughs> no, I don't know how I do all that. <laughs> all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been Stephen Root. Thank you again. Thank you very much. Thank you. And we have one thing left to say, which is catch Catch you later, bee cakes. (laughs) Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. 
The show is hosted by Alan Rickard, Jason Klom, and Jen, who lives on the ether. Our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. You can also send snail mail to Stolen Dress Entertainment, P.O. Box 805, Burbank, California, 91503. Subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast outlet. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio, or find everything in one place at WNYXNewsRadio.com. Thanks, Joe. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Big day today, Dave. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah! <laughs> hey.